Okay, welcome to the round 13 player ratings video. Now, if you are new around here, what I like to do with these player ratings is I like to start the conversation here and give what I think the player ratings are for each player that played and you guys finish the conversation in the comments below. And then sort of on Monday, um, I've got a, a, an Excel spreadsheet, a document which I'm gonna put in this video in the description. You'll see it's the first link available there. And then you can see the, the running tally for the year. And guys, don't take it personally. If you disagree, grow. Come on. Don't take it personally. If you disagree, excellent. Let's chat about it. Things can be amended and adjusted. I think last week people got a little bit into in their feelings and uh, just took it personally and decided to have a crack at me and, 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 and me personally. And I just thought that was interesting. But yeah, like I said, these don't mean fuck, these mean fuck all. These don't mean anything in the grand scheme of things. It's just a discussion point for us to sort of see how we're feeling as supporters about the players and what we're seeing. And at the end of the day, 2019 was a fascinating one because everyone got it wrong. Lockie Plowman finished third in the best and fairest at the end of the, of the year. So yeah, I just wanted to mention that. Um, don't take it personally, grow up. Um, let's start in the back line, shall we? Simo, Jones, and Williamson. So Simo, I uh, I thought he played a really good game last night. I you know he, I thought early in the first quarter and just for the first quarter in general, it was just cleaning up down back. That I mean the defense for me is going to get not extra, well, I guess some extra points and a lot of love because end of the day they concede twenty seven point. We concede twenty seven points and I know that that's a byproduct of the midfield pressure as well and there's something to be accounted for there, but. I just thought the um, our defenders were rock solid all night. Um, beautiful inside 50 to Martin in the second quarter from Simo. 12.50 to go. Sorry, that was the first quarter. Um, what a tackle that he laid in the second quarter. 7 minutes 25 to go. Uh, it was phenomenal. Um, and then uh, a beautiful intercept mark on the lead. Third quarter. I mean, these are just moments that I've, I've pointed out that I've just noticed. Um, the intercept mark on the lead, minute 15 to go in the third. The ball was coming back quickly into Gold Coast's forward 50. I believe it might have been after a Jacob Wiedering turnover, um, but that was phenomenal. And I thought Simo was great for us. I gave him an eight. I thought he was really, really solid. Um, and we move on. Liam Jones. That was that might have been his best game for the year. Yeah, he, he played with a spirit. Uh, he played with an energy and a cleanliness, and the kicking was beautiful uh, last night. You know, what a mark in the first. He ran into Plowman. I thought my initial reaction was, oh, my fucking God, he's knocked himself out, and I was a little worried, but, you know, up he got, and that was, oh, that was incredible to watch. And that's one of those moments where you say, this was what makes our game so great, our, the bravery of our players. Um, I thought he positioned himself well. Um, yeah, I thought he had a, a great first quarter overall to set it up, you know, intercept marking, second quarter as well. He had that chase down tackle on Ainsworth in the third with 11 minutes 40 to go, which I thought was phenomenal. And, and for me, that's that's as good as he's played all year. I gave him a 10. I thought I, I, I couldn't wait to give him a 10 because he... I, I haven't felt like he's been at his absolute premium all year. Um, and I look forward to when he plays like that so I can reward that for me. So I gave him a 10 out of 10 because I'm looking at standing in the team, role, and how did you perform the role? And I thought he ticked all the boxes last night. So I gave him a 10. Willow, another one who was just cleaning up down back. He looks so settled in the side and it's so good to see. Um, he attacks contests with an aggression that we... 
we're, we're calling for before the season started. We needed it, and we've got it in him, and he's a guy that you know we're going to persist with, so I'm, I'm stoked for him. Um, a bit of a lazy push in the back in the third quarter, seven minutes, 30 to go, didn't need to do it. Um, there was a key, though, right after, this is what he does every week. He might make a mistake, but then he sort of has that, that, that character within to want to make rectify it. He kept his feet in, in um, with two minutes to go in the third quarter. It was sort of a ball that was about to go out of bounds and it was one-on-one and he kept his feet and got the clearance and I, it was the thing that he hadn't been doing over the last few weeks because he he just seemed to be falling over a lot and I thought that was, that was great. You know, he, he's a guy, and I say this every week, he's had, if you look at it, he's had... Uh, he's had seven touches. He, I just feel like he impacts more than that. I felt like he had more of the ball. Like I saw possessions where it was just dashing run and, you know, in a side that we're not getting a lot of run out of defense, you know, from Samo and, and, and guys like that. I, I think he provides a little bit more of it and he's going to get better at that. So I gave him an eight for his game. I looked at it sort of similar to Simo's game. I thought he was fantastic. Half back line, Doherty, Weedering and Plowman. Doherty, uh, what a mark in the first quarter, 14, 18 to go. How the fuck it wasn't paid, I'll never know. I'll never know how that mark wasn't pl- paid. Um, he looked lively. I thought his first half was solid. Not outstanding. I thought there were guys that were playing better than him, um, but I-, I thought he was really good. Um, desperate pressure on Rankine, who remember that second shot that Rankine had where he hit the post? Well, I believe it was Doc that laid that pressure and, and you know, that was the hallmark of our game last night when, when the Suns got out into open space and they, you know, were having shots on goal. At that last moment, we were able to put that pressure on and, and this was one of those moments, you know, end of the game, he's ended up having, what's he got here? He's ended up having the 16 touches, the eight marks and, you know, patrolled down back like we know he can. I gave him an eight as well. I thought it was a really, really good game. Weeders. He got pinned for holding the ball in the first quarter, 14 40 to go. It was an interesting one I saw, and I was like, oh, that's that's unlike him. He usually does the right thing in those contests. Uh, he almost had too much confidence with how much patience he had. But anyway, I, I thought, you know, his spoiling in, in the first half in particular, in all game, was, was phenomenal. Um, ben King was absolutely statless in the first quarter, and, you know, you give Weedering full credit there. Um, he, ben King actually had one handball and not a single mark in the first half. It was a, it was a complete bath. And as I've been saying over the last few weeks, you know, our young boys are now starting to move into their careers to a stage where, like guys like Weedering, who at the start of his career he was just the youngest defender in the comp. Now all of a sudden he's playing against, not every week, but sometimes he plays against guys who are less experienced, and he must be licking his lips because it's his turn. You know, it's his turn to show the body strength and, and you know, he just, every time King went near the ball in the air, Weedering was able to just edge him under it and then just just win the battle. He dominated him. And fair play to Ben King, great talent, a uh, bit of a worry at the start of the game because we know that Max King, Max King gave um, Weedering some trouble and they've got similar traits. And you just know Max and Ben will be on the phone to each other talking about what to do on Weedering. So I thought that was great from Weeders. He... He had a he had a um, a handball turnover waiters in the third a minute thirty to go and it was just like that's not, that's not like Jacob like come on I mean it doesn't take I didn't feel like it took much away from his game probably because we won the game um, and so for me I mean you look at who he played on you look at the way he dominated that game I thought Jones and Weedering were 
our best defenders on the night. So I gave them both tens. I, I gave I gave Weeders a ten. Um, the, the just in the manner in which he smashed Ben King was phenomenal. So well done to Weeders. Plowman, uh, I, I noticed him at the start. As we know, he takes those ridiculously daunting tasks. I saw him on ranking a lot in the first half in particular. Took, made a strong spoil in the first quarter. Beautiful inboard kick to Murphy, if you remember, in the first with 13 minutes and six seconds to go. Um, he got caught out for Rankine's mark and goal inside 50 in the second. It was, it was hard on him because it was one on two. I don't know where I don't know where the second Carlton defender was, but Plowman found himself in a one on two situation, and and Rankine just had the positioning there. So Rankine ends up getting that goal. Um, there was a moment where Plowman was left wondering a bit for Lemon's mark and goal in the second, and I that was probably the one where I thought. Mm, I think he needed to be better positioned there. Um, and this was in a situation in the game where the Suns had kicked their two goals in a row in the second. And I never really worried, but it was just kind of like, you know, how frustrating, you know, we've been dominating them. So there was that. Um, a beautiful one-hand mark in the third quarter, nine minutes, 20 to go. Unfortunately, there was a turnover kick straight after that. And then a beautiful mark I noticed in the fourth quarter with 13 minutes to go. Now, I rated him as a nine. I thought he was a level below... Um, a level below Jones and Weedering, but a level above Simo, Williamson, and Doherty um, by the fact of who we played on. Ranking had a, a, you know had one goal, um, and and I thought I thought he was solid. So Plowman, I, I thought he was really good, and you got to notice you got to notice him in contests. You got to be looking out for him a little bit more. I've really learnt to watch Lockie Plowman's game, and he's solid. You know, solid defenders are, are, are crucial for Premiership teams, and I think I think he's a very very important player for us. In the center line, we've got Cottrell, Cripps, and Setterfield. Cottrell, he was statless in quarter one, the young fella. He struggled. He struggled. He had a, um, yeah, one in the first. I'm not sure how many in the second. I think he might have had two in the second. Um, and there was a, you know, not, not a good kick in the third with 12 minutes to go. Turnover kick. Um, another one in the third, seven minutes to go out in the four. I, I found a, myself writing a note here just saying he's just not, not at this level. Um, maybe that was just for last night. The thing about him, though, is he's a goer. He is. He, he is a goer, and the, those are the traits that you want. He ends up having the 12 touches. He goes at 40%. He didn't use the ball well, and some of these skill errors were just basic. And, you know, in a game like you know, Collingwood, they're going to make us pay. And so that's probably been the thing about his game that is, is what I thought would happen. Um, and the hallmarks of what I've seen are a guy who's committed, absolutely committed. Um, he's got effort, ticker, endeavor, fitness, endurance, all of that. But it's the it's the polish. And will that come with games? I hope so. Um, but I think he just puts himself in that situation where it's like, hey, if Karnes is fit or um, Kennedy's fit, I think that will come in for him. But that's okay. I, I gave him... I gave him a four for his game. I think I should, no, no, I'm going to give him a pass mark because I'm talking about his standing in the team and in, you know, in his career. So I don't know. You guys finish that for me. I'll set it as a pass mark. And then, I mean, it's semantics. It doesn't really matter, but I'll set it as a pass mark. And, and you guys go, I, I just felt like the, some of the turnovers were just not, not good enough, but you know, I don't know. I found it just a bit too much for me. Anyway, moving on. Kripa, uh, he was solid at stoppages. He looked like just 
a man child out there. You know, no one was big enough to go with him. Um, he had seven in the first quarter. He started off well. I thought he got the balance between, you know, went to handball and went to kick it out of congestion right last night. Ends up having the 13 kicks and the 10 handballs, but I thought he I thought he got the balance really well. I, um, there was a moment in the second, how, in the 14 minutes to go, he gets pinned for a high tackle, and in capitals I've got here, how the fuck was that a high, high contact? And just a terrible decision. But anyway, um, I thought he had a really great second quarter in particular. I thought it was a little inspirational, and I found myself at halftime riding his back. Um, and he's back, and he sure was, and he let it be known after the game when he was screaming, the Blues are back. Um, he had a couple of shots on goal. Probably the, the second one after the siren was the, the one he probably should have kicked. And I think where what he he needs a goal. He needs one just to just to release the shackles and and release the, whatever's going on in his head. Um, it's so good to see him happy. You know, this time last year he was talking about how he was just mentally exhausted because of the pressure and he wasn't sure if it was going to turn around. And you know, he's playing in a side now where there are so many contributors around him that he just, he doesn't stand out. He just, he's just one of them. And it's so good to see. So good to see. I gave him a nine for his game. I, I thought he was excellent last night. I thought he, the last two weeks, I think he's starting to really click and bring on Collingwood. He loves playing Collingwood and they've got nobody, nobody to go with him, not one person. So I look, I think he's gonna fucking really get up and about for Collingwood and uh, I'm just so happy for him. So I gave him a nine, set a field, his inside 50 kick to Gibbons in the first quarter, seven minutes, 40 to go, was just crafty. He had seven in the first, great at stoppages to get us clear. His ability, when the ball is in congestion on the ground and there's players around, his ability to literally just pick the ball up and move it into whoever's hands it needs to go into next, was, was great, absolutely great, loved his game. Um, he He's, like I said just now with Cripps, Setterfield's one of the others who have just lifted his game. Oh, I thought he was great, I gave him a nine as well. He's lifted his game, he, he, he has impactful possessions when he's playing well like last night, the way he gets clearances, and then what did he have in the end with, with clearances, he had, he had five clearances, um, which was equal second in the side to Cripps, who had eight. I probably should have mentioned that with Cripps as well. Um, but Setterfield, you know, five tackles and uh, was it three marks, 10 contested possessions out of his 23. Didn't use the ball particularly well. Uh, 56% disposal efficiency. And, and that's why I was, I was mindful of giving him a nine next to Cripps' nine as well. Um, but I still believe that, that Setterfield, given his standing in the team and where he's at in his career, Deserve that. So I gave Setters a nine and I enjoyed his game. Half forward line, we got Gibbons, Casbolt, Fisher. Gibbo, he's back. He probably had two down-ish weeks over the last fortnight. No, no, last week was solid. I think the week before was his, his poorest game of the year. Um, let's, let's go through it. Crafty kick uh, in the first quarter, if you remember, he just got that ball moving forward. And what he's able to do, you could just tell he's a smart footballer. He, he, can, he, he knows what to do in an uncertain situation. And I think that's a real hallmark of his game. His moment arrived in the first quarter, 9.45. He missed it. Missed his shot on goal. And then he kicked the goal right after that. So all was, all was redeemed. Strong mark in, uh, in, that, in that second quarter as well. Two minutes to go. Um, and he kicks his goal. He kicks his second goal. 
You know, he kicks his second goal for the half. He has 11 and 2 at the half, and we're talking about an unbelievable game for him. Um, on his left, he ends up with, you know, like I said, 11 touches, two goals at the half. He ends up having 19 touches, five marks, and two goals. And that's that's as good as he, he's going to play for us. That's as good as we need him to play, and that's as good as he's going to play. A midfielder slash half forward who, who kicks goals gave him a 10. Absolutely gave him a 10. You, you're not, you're not, no one's taken that away from him. So I thought he was great. Levi was next. I thought he was strong You know, when he went into the ruck at times. I thought he was strong, but he didn't play much in the ruck at all. Um, just more so I noticed it when, when the ball was forward, for example, and there was a boundary throw in. Um, so I noticed that. Uh, you know, I like him playing as a forward. I think he... I think I understand him having ruck minutes is good for him because it gets him involved in the play. But for me, when he can just focus on his forward craft and not tire himself out by going into the ruck, um, I think we get a better return from him. Um, and I, I thought he was. I thought he was. Having said that, he probably needed to hit the scoreboard. He didn't get a goal for the game, and that's probably something he needs to do if he's going to play with this with these mix of, of tools he needs to be you know playing forward and kicking at least a goal or two um so for that reason i gave him a seven but i thought he competed well you know nothing to pot shot him i just didn't think he had as much of an impact as some other guys so i gave him a seven fish oh man this kid oh my goodness he he it's it's a relief it's it's a relief and it's i'm so happy for him as i've said um, he played a little bit up the ground, I noticed. He had three in the first. There was a pivotal moment, which I think, I thought was a pivotal moment in the development of his career, right? Because he's traditionally been known as a smaller body type. And, you know, how's he going to go? He gets bumped off the ball, is the notion. And I thought in the second quarter, 11 minutes and seven seconds to go, he went hard and low at that contest. I forget who was the Suns player that was in that contest, but he was bigger than Fish. And I thought it was just a big, a big sort of tick. Grouse, great young man. That's your next step. And I thought he took a few of them. Unbelievable run. You know, the, the, the common notion amongst Carlton fans that I notice in comments is we need to inject some speed into the side. And um, before Fisher was in the team, that was certainly correct. And you see... You see that run, you know, and I found myself just singing, like, Zach Fisher, run it down the wing, Fisher, and oh, it sets up bets for the goal, and that came at a time where I think the Suns had kicked two in a row, and we needed to get get one or two back, so that was unbelievable. Um, I really enjoyed his forward pressure, and at the time of making this video, I, I can't see his forward pressure stats, but I would love someone to find that for me, because I thought his pressure was great. I think he's really embraced that forward role. Um, he's just so clean in traffic. And I had a note here that said in capitals, we need him in the side every week. Um, you know, he roves packs well. He reads the play well. Um, he makes quick decisions in traffic. And he sets up other guys. And I, and I made the comment throughout the week, I'm looking forward to seeing him and Martin and Gibbons in the forward half of the ground, you know, for many years to come. And, you know, I... I yeah, I'm just so relieved for him and happy for him. And I'm happy that, you know, we looked at that 2016 crop and I think Fisher's playing like a guy who's definitely taken that step forward. So that's exciting for me. Uh, and I gave him a 10. That's, look at his stats. I mean, he, he, I don't expect him to be getting 20 because he's playing in that forward-ish role. Um, and he's had 
21. Didn't hit the scoreboard, so maybe we need to, you know, give him a challenge there to hit the scoreboard. But 21 touches. I thought he used the ball well. Was it 67 percent? Uh, and so I, I gave him a 10 for his game. Just some of the things he did were freaky. So happy with him. Full forward line, Eddie Betts, Mackay, and Martin. Eddie, beautiful inside 50 to Harry in the first quarter. 12 minutes, 12 to go. Unfortunately, Harry misses. Um, inside 50 on the left to Gibbons. 10 minutes, 8 to go. Unfortunately, that's the one that Gibbons misses. He looked lively. You know, it was his, it was Indigenous round, and he's the... You know, I, I dare say he's the indigenous leader of the AFL community. I think, you know, it's sort of gone like Adam Goods really was that that uh, that leader. And uh, I think when he left the competition, we, we might have had a year or two where I'm not sure if we had a, a strong leader like that. But I just think Eddie's really slotted in there. And um, he set up Harry's shot on goal in the second, 11.30 to go. Uh, the craftiness. There was that moment in the second. He's dribbling the ball around and he's, you know, tapping it in between his defender's legs and, uh, you know, he misses a shot. Um, the forward pressure on Powell's kick. Um, five minutes, five to go on the third and Powell kicks it out in the full. That won't get spoken about, but that's pivotal. Um, and the, the only thing about his game was he dropped so many marks. Oh, he dropped so many marks. Um it was it was it's a frustration because it's like well a he's better than that and and b he was really primed for a game where he probably deserved three or four you know he 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 set some guys up early in the game which will be forgotten about because they missed their shots on goal but i mean i thought he was great i thought he was thought he was really good apart from you know the cleanliness and i have punished him a little bit for that i gave him a i gave him a 6 for that because i thought you know he's had the 10 touches and a behind and a goal so he sort of passed his, his test of what he does for the team every week. Um, the forward pressure is part of his job. So that's what he gets a pass mark for. And he, I thought he was a little bit better than a pass mark. And he, he, could have had a, he could have had an 8 or a 9 or a 10 easily if he just didn't drop some of those marks and um, potentially, you know, kick a couple more. So uh, I gave him a 6 for his game. And, uh, yeah, I, I, just, I just love seeing him happy and, and playing in a side that's playing well. And I, I, just, I just love the guy. So... There's that, Harry. Uh, there was a poor kick uh, turnover in the first with three minutes to go. Uh, a long shot on goal. He just didn't make the distance, which was disappointing, uh, but a good shot. Um, he was too big in a contest in the second quarter with 11.40 to go. He drew the free kick and he kicked the goal. And that was impressive. It was exciting. And that was the thing I thought I was thinking about him with his matchup on Sam Collins, that he's just too big for him and long and he's going to trouble him. Um, he drops a mark. 9.50 to go in that second. And I found myself sort of saying, you know, come on, Harry, you know, come on, come on, put, have the game that this is set up for you to have, you know. Um, a shot on goal in the fourth quarter again, he missed. And I, by the end of the game, I said to myself, he should have four or five goals um, the way he played. But I thought he, he dominated in terms of the contests and all of that. He just didn't get that reward. He kicks two goals, four for the game. Um, he could have easily had a 10. He, all he needed to do was probably kick two more. Um, four goals for the game, and we're talking about as good as we can get from Harry. I gave him an eight for that reason. I thought everything was great, just apart from that end product at time. So um, things to work on, but he, he, you know, it was the second game back, and that's something I've been talking about with him. He's been in and out of the side all year. That first week back after being out, he sort of struggles a bit, doesn't read the ball as well. That second and third week and onwards... He plays a lot better, and uh, I'm excited for him this week against the Pies. 
really, really am. I think he can. I think he can really hurt them. So, that's that. Jack Martin. Oh, Jack Martin. Come on, come on. Are you fucking mad? This guy is unbelievable. First quarter pins a guy holding the ball. Fifteen minutes, ten to go. That would set the tone for the game. He was up and about, winning the ball up the ground. I, I thought that would play him a little bit more in the forward pocket because of the calf, and I didn't know if he sort of rushed himself back a bit to get up for this game because it was Indigenous round and it was against his old mob, and there was a little bit of that for me in my head, but nah, he's fine. He's fine. He, he leaned back on his shot for his shot on goal in the second, 12 minutes, 20 to go, and he missed it. Thought that would have really capped off his game. Uh, beautiful kick on the left to Levi in the third, 14 minutes, 17 to go, and I just found myself throughout the entire game just saying, he's up and about here. He's ended up with a 21. Um, I think the impact, he had 85% disposal efficiency, 74% game time, which was interesting. Um, so he's been managed a little bit, but the impact he has, he's, his ability to slow everything down in his mind as he's going forward and stay composed under pressure is, is something we've needed in this side for years. And... Ah, oh, he's so good, man. He, he's 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 a great talent. I don't know if he's an A grader yet, but I think he's got like special special talent. Um, I'm I'm wrapped for him, wrapped to have him. I'm excited, as I said, to have him and Fisher and and Gibbons and even Cunningham when he's in the mix as well, because they're a problem. They are a problem for this football league. Um, I gave Jack Martin a ten for his game. Thought he was as good as as Fisher and and you know those guys as well. So I he was he was one of our best followers. We got Tom DeConing, Ed Kono, and Mark Murphy. DeConing he missed his shot on goal in the first seven minutes to go. Um, the thing about Tom's game tonight last night was that the marks it was such a relief to see some of the marks that he took. He I don't believe he took a mark in any game in the two weeks prior. Um, but he took a strong one in particular in that, uh, I think it was in the second, two minutes, 20 to go. Um, and what I loved about his game is his competitive spirit. Dare I say it, he plays like Matt Cruiser, you know, in terms of he, he runs and jumps and he applies tackle pressure. And I remember when I chatted to him last year and I looked at him and I was like, you're, 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 you're here learning off Cruiser at the time, Matty Loby, Andy Phillips, um, now he's got Pitonet, you know, that he's learning off, and he just seems to be taking a little bit from each of them. He, I think, he really applies himself around the, at stoppage with tackle pressure and all of that. Um, he's mobile. I think there's just you can see it. You can see the development, and you can also see how much more room for growth there is. Like there was, he gave away four free kicks, and he had seven clangers overall. But you can tell, I can tell that he once he puts that body size on, there was some. There was some ruck contest that he where he gave away some free kicks and it was due to him not being physically big enough to throw wits around. So he probably had to do it in other ways and he just found himself caught out a little bit. But he's got, he's tracking nicely for me, Tom. He, he's tracking nicely for me. And uh, I, I love what I saw. I gave him a seven for his game. I thought he was good. I thought he was really good. Ed Kerno's next. I thought he was just solid all night, solid at stoppages, just... Vintage Ed Kerno, no questions, no fuss, does his job, kicked the goal as well, which what I thought was just the, the cherry on top of a well-deserved player in season. Ends up with the 19, six tackles and a goal, goes at 79%. Thought it was really, really good for us. Um, I didn't think he was as good as like Setterfield and Cripps um, and Murphy, who I'll get to, but I thought he was really good, really good. So I gave him an eight. 
Murphy, 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 Murphy. Oh my fucking God. The much maligned player at this footy club. Um, it, it, it Sometimes it puts me down. Yeah, like people look to hate on him. It, I, I know it happens. And doesn't play a big bustling Patrick Cripps type of game where he's in and under and he's bigger than everyone else. And I, I don't know. I know everyone's entitled to their opinion, but some of the fucking vitriol to Murph last night. And if you're not going to enjoy that game from him last night, we can't even have a discussion. You're not. You're never going to enjoy Mark Murphy because he. How good was he? His first 14 possessions all, all hit the target. Now people want to talk about the kick inside 50 on his left. That was a bit of a grubber kick, and they ask, how is it an effective disposal? Well, motherfucker. The, what is an effective disposal? Go and have a look at it. An effective disposal is one where, where, where the end, where the, where the end product is of the ball, if it is to the, your team's advantage, which it was, um, that's an effective disposal. And it was a grubby kick, but it was in in front of whoever he kicked it to, who then made a handball over to Gibbons for the goal. And uh, yeah, I've got to take a step back because everyone's got to have their say, but. I'm sorry, games like that from Murphy, you, if you can't celebrate them, you can't celebrate anything. He was great. He was great. He had, what do you have? 18 at the half, going at 90%. Like, what do you want? I thought I thought he was clearly best on ground. Um, elite kick to Gibbons inboard, who dropped uh, a mark there. Um, he, he missed two shots on goal, Murph, which really would have put the icing on the cake, and that's probably the... The one thing that he needed to do. Um, a low, beautiful bullet kick in the fourth. 12 minutes, 45 to go. And I just found in the conditions last night, and then when the game was there to be won, when the game was really in the balance, he was the best player on the ground. Um, and I'm, I'm wrapped for him, stoked for him. Uh, I'm just going to ignore the haters because you're not going to win. There's no battle to be won here. Whatever. Um, I thought it was fantastic. I gave him a 10. Come at me. Come at me for it, you know? Thought he was best on ground. Love him. Interchange bench. Samo, Walsh, Noons, and Pitanet. Samo. <sighs> it's happened again. Um, let's look at it. His first three possessions were all turnovers. 30 minutes, 10 to go in the first, out the full. Six minutes, 10 to go in uh, second kick inside 50. Uh, sorry, that hit the target, I think. Third kick... Five minutes, 20 to go, turnover. He hurt his shoulder, I think, in the second with 10 minutes to go. And I don't know, I guess after that, he didn't really approach contests with the ferocity that I have seen him before, but I'm not enjoying, I'm just, I don't know. I, I, I say it every week, I'm just not enjoying it. I'm not enjoying him, I'm not enjoying watching him play because I don't feel like we're getting the best out of him. Um, there seems to not be a spark from Samo that was there. That was there, I haven't forgotten about it. The, the spark of Sam Petrovsky's seat and he's not there right now. I think he's playing like it. He's playing like a guy who knows he's out of form. Um, I had a really good suggestion put to me about, do you maybe put him forward, get him a goal, get the boys running around him and getting around him and getting some confidence up. He's, he's just low on confidence, that's what it is. He's going through Whatever he's going through, um, it is disappointing because he's in his fourth year and you would imagine that he's past that. But whether it's the new role, whatever it is, what, what I want to see from Samo is what he can control. And that's his energy, providing run, 
providing that first that handball receive be that receive be that guy on the end of the handball receive and to do that you've got to make a run cut a line make a path sort of like an NFL route and he's not doing that for me um, he's not getting beaten by an opponent which is a pleasing thing but he's just not providing the offensive flair that I believe he can you know what do you have for the game we're looking at a 10 possession game going at 50 percent. I'm sorry, but for me, that's not a pass mark. I gave him a four for his game. And dare I say it, it might be time. It might be time for Paulson to come into the side, who's playing in that role. And all we hear about how he just keeps continuing to provide run and dash. So it's going to be an interesting conversation this week because he's not playing well. Not playing to his best. So... Is it a coaching thing now? Does Tegan need to do something about that? Is it a responsibility on Samo? Very keen to get your thoughts on that. Walshie, he's great. He's great. Loved his game. He's had the 24-11 contested. He just gets to, con- he wills himself contest to contest. It reminds me a little bit of young Joel Selwood, where he was just willing himself, going, going and going. And what an honor to have him. I gave him a nine for his game. Thought he was really good. Right up there with our best midfielders on the night. Jackie Noons. Are you fucking mad? He played like a guy who... He played like a guy who just... Fully confident. And you can imagine what that goal last week does for him. The club's getting around him. The fans are getting around him. And he had some really important moments in traffic last night. Um, great handball to Gibbons for Gibbons' goal. Um, he missed a shot himself. Noonsy. Uh, running to provide an option, uh, I noticed in that first quarter, he took two strong marks on leads. Um, he had eight in the first quarter. Like, what a, what a start. Um, his assist to Ed Kerno for Ed Kerno's goal, and I found myself saying he's having a an unreal game, and then as he does all year, he finds a way to kick a goal. You know, he's had 23 possessions and a goal. He went at 56%, so some of the... Some of the um, Possessions weren't weren't great, Um, but 23 touches and a goal for him. He's a guy that we see and he sort of hovers around that 12 to 13 mark and he might get a goal and we say, okay, well, that's his role. That's a 10. That is a 10. He's standing in the side. His role, how he perform it, um, four tackles as well. Uh, Loved his game. Loved his game. That's that's a 10 for me. And and finally, Mark Pitonet, I liked his... Yeah, he really played played with that aggression and he really matched it with wits in the ruck. And I thought we got that matchup right, the two rucks versus wits. I think that's something we'll look to do against Collingwood as well. Um, he, he was great in the first half, Pitto. Strong strong mark in the third. Um, six minutes, 11 to go, and then an absolute howl out in the full. So it's kind of like you want to give him the point for that, but you take it away. Um, huge tackle after he lost the ruck contest to start the fourth. It was the first ruck contest in the fourth. If you, if you can, go back and watch the fourth quarter, just that first ruck contest, clip that video. That is Mark Pinnanet in a nutshell. He might not be able to be athletic enough to get the tap, but he's got that endeavor to make that first tackle after the contest. So I gave him an eight for his game. I thought it was a bit better than Tom, um, and that's how I saw it. So there it is, guys. Those are my play ratings. I love doing them after a win. They're the best. Um, as I said, if you disagree, no worries. Let's talk about it. I love it. Love the conversations in the comments. Um, I will make adjustments if need be. 
I will announce them in the on the show on Monday. I made a few last week to Crips and uh, to Noons, um, and that's because of your feedback. So if you have feedback, don't be shy. Put it in there. Just don't go personal. You know, I haven't lost the plot, mate. You know. <laughs> so um, anyway, um, I'm loving it. I hope you guys are enjoying it, and uh, I look forward to soaking it all up today on this glorious Saturday afternoon. Have a great one. Stay safe, you Melburnians, and go the Mighty Blues.